Okay, yeah, I did what you told me to do, and it's all set. I uh, okay, I took the bowl M and M's and I pulled out all the brown ones. Great, perfect. Yeah. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! What you you took the brown ones out? Well, yeah, you. He said... likes the brown ones. I told you leave the brown ones. Take the green ones out. Oh, well, you have I... one job to do. I'd put them back, all but right. we're not going to see those for about twenty four hours. Uh, wait a minute, <laughs> we're rolling. We're rolling. Oh, all right. Well, then let's roll. I'm Rich. And I'm Mark. And we are Two, two guys, guys on Block, Block Island. All right, welcome, listeners. Uh, this afternoon, we have a uh, special guest with us. As you know, we like to interview uh, a lot of the uh, colorful locals here, people who have lived here for a good chunk of their lives. Um, um, this this guest today, he hasn't lived here on the island his entire life, but you, you still might know who he is um, from some of his work on the mainland. Um, he just kind of hangs out. We bump into each other now and then. We have some conversations. We have some some nice chats. And uh, we're talking, of course, about our good friend, Stephen Wright. Stephen, how are you? I'm good. How are you? We're good. Thanks for being on our podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah. What's happening with you these days? What do you mean? <laughs> He's oh, doing you know. a podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So the first question we ask all of our guests is, what brought you to Block Island? When was the first time you came to Block Island? What made you fall in love with Block Island? Well, uh, I'm from Massachusetts, but I lived in New York City in like, mid 80s to early 90 like 85 to 90 and i would go home to massachusetts to visit my family and friends and sometimes i would take amtrak and uh i was on the train and i was reading an article about block island <clears throat> and i never even heard of block island i mean that's the thing about this place it, even now, people never heard of it. Never mind. Even people in New England sometimes never heard of it. Some people in Rhode Island have never. It's in their state, and they've never heard really? of it. Really? Some people from Rhode Island? Yeah. When I used to rent mopeds, I was the guy that would fill out the contracts, and I would get their licenses, and it would say Providence, that they lived in Providence. They'd ask me, they're like, oh, what state are we in? I mean, you're still in Rhode Island. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, it was like... Uh, you know, I never even heard. I read the article, and it was, like, describing it, and I thought, this is a pretty interesting place. That's pretty uh, interesting. I was going from New York to Boston, and uh, I noticed that if you were going to go to the island, you would the, get, you would, the train station, if you were going to go, would, was Kingston. Is it North Kingston or Kingston? Yeah, Kingston. Kingston, right. Kingston, yeah. Which was about an hour and a half up the tracks, and I was reading about it, and I just thought the place was very... Uh, what did the article say? I, I don't remember anything that it said. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I really don't. That's interesting that you asked me. I don't remember anything, but obviously I was taken by it, and I thought, you know, an hour and a half up the tracks, and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to get off the train, which I did. I got off the train at Kingston, I took a cab down to the ferry, took the ferry across, and uh, I stayed in the Blue Dory Inn for three nights. Wait, so were you you were going to Boston to go home? Visit, 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 visit. Yeah. So you already had things with you, at like I probably a, had a carry on. Like, yeah. Not like suitcases. Did you probably had you know? A, did you call the people you were supposed to be visiting and let them know you weren't going <laughs> to make it? Or? I don't remember. I don't, it wasn't like I had an appointment, be yeah. here at five, and then I'm not there, <laughs> I'm not there for five days. That was his answer to them. Where have yeah. you been? Yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> but really, no, you that's... literally read you you read the article, and you just decided between New York and Kingston, you're like, I'm going to get off here. And Yeah, like I said, down. it was about an hour and a half up, but Kingston was, so I got off, and I... Uh, and I have to tell you, that's not my personality. I don't make an abrupt move like that. I didn't ever did that even before, and I haven't really done it since. Where I just haven't got off a train in the middle of the, you know, where I'm going. It was, and it was just. Did they give you any money back? <laughs> <laughs> I decided to get off here. Can I have thirty-eight dollars back? <laughs> and it's, 
in that one move changed my experience as a human being on the earth because I, I, I remember I was on the second or third floor of the Blue Dory and I remember looking down onto the street and I had a little notebook, little drawing notebook, and I was drawing pictures and writing things and looking down on the street. And then I, you know, of course, I explored the place a little bit. And then uh, I think it was two, maybe three nights, and then I left. And then the next year— Can I, I ask—sorry, can yeah, I— Yeah, yeah, no. When you got here, when you got off the boat, did you— how did you find the blue door? Did you start walking around? Yeah, and going I didn't know any. It wasn't like I read it in the article and I thought I got to find yeah. that place. And what time of year was this? Ish. Springish. So it wasn't like summer. Som- was no, it was, yeah, it's season? interesting. It wasn't madness. I never even thought about that. I, it wasn't the summer madness, but it was warm though. Yeah. So it was probably spring. Do you think if you showed up in the middle of the summer madness, it would have changed? You maybe wouldn't have stayed? I would have stayed, but it would have been a different experience. That's interesting. You may having me think about this because I don't want you to think too hard. By the way, about anything we don't, we don't. All right, then, then, then I'm not saying anything else. No, I mean, thank you. It's been a great podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Uh, it's I know. I'm like that. You're having me think this because I didn't ever, I didn't forgot all about it. It was very pleasant. It was casual. Yeah. Did you meet anyone on your first, uh, the first few days you were here, three days that you remember now or know now? No. Okay. You know I didn't meet anybody. You know what's kind of cool, and we've asked a lot of people this question, and this is a very rare answer. You're, you're almost talking as if, uh, you know, and I'm not saying crazy like, but something drew you to get off the train and come here. And most people tell us, oh, I came out for a job, or my friend was visiting, and they said, come yeah. on out, or I came for a wedding, or... Yeah, there's some kind of Yeah, there's always some there. kind of connection. Oh, we're going to hear a plane. Oh, by the way, we didn't mention, we decided it's such a gorgeous day that we're sitting outside my house on the patio doing this. Overlooking the airport. Yeah, so we might hear a plane or two here and there, but it doesn't bother me. Yeah, uh, and that sound, as you know, is such a distinct part of being on the island. That part, That sound is part of the soundtrack. Yes, you know, yeah. you have seagulls, the ocean, birds, insects, and then that. Yeah. Like, I, I, I lived in a... <laughs> Bye now. <laughs> um, after I started coming here, I, for, I mean, I'm jumping ahead, but I lived in Santa Monica uh, after New York, and there's Santa Monica Airport, and that the, those type of planes would go right over where I lived out out the and that that one sound would bring me back here. It was like you know you, something nudges you, it yeah, was like that you know. And there's Los Angeles, completely different Santa Monica, complete different environment, but that little that distinct sound was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. But, it's a, but yeah, I mean, uh, something in the article, obviously in the article, and, like, I, I wish I could find that article. I don't know. It, I think it, was, it wasn't It was a magazine. I, I think it was on the train, like, when they have the things in the, in the seat in front of you. I think that was in it. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I never did that before or since. Very, very going to do this. You know, I'm going to do this. I'm going here. I'm doing that. I don't take, I don't get off trains. Yeah. And then a year later, I, the next summer, I rented a house for a week down near Painted Rock, still living in New York. With, I came there with my girlfriend for a week. And there's a distinct sound that happened there, too, in the, in the, in the, the water was like, like, when the tide would come in and then the tide would go back out, the sound of the rock, the water going through yeah, the rock. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, I, know that I mean, me and her, yeah. we, we, I still, that, still know that woman, and it's like we've talked about remembering that distinct. It's like a little mini landslide every 20 seconds. You hear the wave <laughs> crash, and then get, all this gravel. Yeah. It yeah. is. It's like this. Yeah. 50 people down there raking gravel all at the same time and then yeah. it stops and you hear the next wave and 
And it's very, there's nothing else that sounds like that. And you can picture the, the size of the rocks by the, so, by the yeah. sound. They're like, they're yeah, like yeah. that, you know, softball-ish or bigger. You know, when you're fishing at night in the surf, it's really wild how much the beach sound can change. There's nights where you can't even, your buddy could be 15 feet away and you can't hear what he's saying because that sound is so, you know, there, but then calms down, the beach becomes sandy after a storm and all of a sudden you don't have that. You could hear him 40 yards away, you know. It all changes. He's like, can you hear me? I'm like, yeah, keep keep going. <laughs> you know? The beach has a different sound everywhere around the island, I feel like, in it certain does. places. like Just based on how open it is or not. Like the bluffs, mm. if you're down at the bluffs, yeah. there's yeah. that backdrop, you know, the huge bluff. So it's yes. like you don't, it, it the sound like of the a wave, reverb, yeah. yeah. That's one reason I like to go to Mansion Beach is because it sounds different than... You know how we go to the stairs near yeah, the, yeah. the uh, beachhead? I love that beach. I love all the beaches I go to, but but it's interesting how that beach, I mean, Mansion Beaches is further up the same side of the island, and it's a completely different sound. It's much more dramatic. It's funny how, too, that the whole Crescent Beach, <clears throat> I mean, it's one big beach, right? But we've broken it up into these little sections. You know, God didn't do that. We've done that. And there's these little sections and some of them are officially named you know we've got the benson town <laughs> beach and mansion beach is an official name and but now there's all these little ones like the stairs and, and baby beach yep. and surf beach and scotch it was scotch it was beach. one of them and between uh well it's now fred benson town beach but between yeah. there and scotch they call them what pole first pole or second pass, yeah, yeah, second s- post or something like that because they put up those posts telling you where to walk yeah. but really it's just one big long beach well, really, it is probably all the way around the island. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. But I know what you're saying. Yeah. Crescent Beach. Yeah. Yeah. You Part can go it. nonstop I mean, from town all the way to Pots and Kettles. Yeah. And, the, you know, on the other side near the Coast Guard Station, my friend Shannon, uh, she used to call that beach Sunset Beach. So I thought that was the name of the beach for years, I thought. And then I, then I, as more I've talked to people and talked to her, she said, she casually said one day, well, that's what I call it. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of that out here. <laughs> I'm thinking that's the official name. Did, oh yeah. Did you know that other people called her that, or she's just, or you thought she meant I'm the only one that calls? Well, it when that. she first told me, I assumed that was the official name of oh, the place. Okay, Why okay, am I going to okay. question that Arizona yeah. is not just her perspective? <laughs> Arizona, Arizona has a real other name. Yeah, yeah. So then, when you were walking into town and you and you bumped into someone, they were like, "Oh, what'd you do today?" You were like, "I was at Sunset Beach," and they were like, "What the fuck are you talking <laughs> Which about?" Which one? <laughs> oh. This place is uh, uh, such a character. The whole island is like a personality, and it has its own personality, like a like a person. So, but so I went here that week with her, and then then I moved from New York to uh, Los Angeles, and I forgot about the island for about seven or eight years completely, just forgot about it. That was one of my questions. Did you try that LA life? So, for those of you who don't know, uh, Stephen is a successful uh, stand-up comedian and actor, been in a few films, and um, so you decided to move to L.A. for trade purposes, or? Yeah, well, I went from Boston to L.A. for two, three years, in the 82, I went there, and then I went to live in New York City, because I wanted to see what that would be like, and then lived there for five years, then I went back to... Uh, Los Angeles, and uh, like seven or eight years later, I remembered this place, so I called up a real estate place. Did you read another magazine article? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yes, it was about remembering, <laughs> yeah, yeah. tapping into your deep memory. <laughs> oh yeah, I gotta get off this train. <laughs> oh. So you did what? So is it a total seven-year stint without coming back here? Yeah, it was. Yeah, roughly. Yeah, I, like I said, it went out of my mind, and then it came into my mind. I don't know why it did, and then I called up a real estate place, uh, got in touch with Gail Ballard, and then uh, 
I rented a house on the west side for for two weeks. So that so then so it was one week, then two weeks that what? summer. So you did one week the very first. Uh, yeah, one you came week. out for three days. Then you came out next summer. Did one week. Yes. seven years away. Then you did two weeks. Yes. All right. What point do you like say? All right, I'm gonna. I'm gonna start coming out here. Well, uh, the fir- the next year I went back for another two weeks, and uh, that time or the next summer, it's almost like little. Uh, when I came back, what in between the second and third time, I would think about it a lot like this place and it's like people who know who come here who end up coming here a lot it's like little little vines come out of you out of like a fairy tale come out of the ground like and they start to go around your foot oh, yeah. and on your ankle yep. Yep. like and it's yep. like the, yep. you know like just like an animated disney thing and it starts to hold hold you like and the personality of the place is so powerful and distinct that that Come, like when you get to know a person, when you are drawn to a person or your friends, you know, with a person, the island itself has its own personality. And that started to happen probably towards the end of the second time. And then uh, I'd be in L.A. And, and then then I then I realized the next year I thought, well, I don't have to go just for two weeks. I could go for a month because. I I wasn't like going immediately performing on the road immediately when I went back. So then I just went f- the next time for a month, and then I have to tell you, Walter, you know Walter yes. McDonough. I mean that whole Shoals Mahogany Shoals and yeah, and him and so Walter was one of the things that kind of really grabbed you when you it, started it, going there. Was it still the hole in the wall? Yeah, and they hadn't done the big outdoor bar. Yeah, that's yeah, nice. no, yeah, yeah, no. It was still like a crooked bar. Oh. This crooked bar, and he just such a powerful personality. Physically well, crooked bar, not that they rip you off or anything. Yeah, like no, that. you know it's yeah, <laughs> physically. <laughs> and, and, yeah. And, and and Walter, uh, he himself and the music he played and his whole performance there was another distinct powerful thing that whole irish you know you know him he's yeah, funny and the music's very moving and he's hilarious and it's in the place is crooked and old and bent and it's on a dock and it's like it's be- it's becoming like this is like a book you're reading this book and and uh for years and years to me he was the soundtrack for me of Block Island. Yeah. Well, he was for a lot of people. Yeah, I love his version of of Fiddler's Green. Oh, yeah. My favorites. He used to do Tom Waits for me. Nice. Yeah. Really? What did he play for Tom Waits? He did Shiver Me Timbers. Oh, yeah. I'm Sailing Away. That was a... He'd come by the piano bar and he'd sing it with me sometimes. And we may have commented before just the fact that, you know, you you say, hey, where are you going? Where are you going tonight? Uh, Walter. Yeah. That's all you got to say. If you're out here and you know, you know. You didn't even say the name of the bar. No, you didn't. He became the name of the bar. So talented. So uh, such a distinct personality. And it was funny to watch him as he, you know, the years progressed, his his progression, you know, how he interacted with the crowd and and all of that kind of thing. Because he really, you know, he didn't he didn't take any shit from anybody. He and, could not be phased. No. He could not. No. He, I never saw him get uncomfortable or be upset over what happened. It didn't matter what people were doing, drunk people, what anyone was saying. He was completely casual and hilarious and criticizing people they, they <laughs> sometimes so they wouldn't even no. know they wouldn't even know what he said was an insult to them steve lighty has one of the best <clears throat> stories i was there i forgot though but he reminded me 
one night we were there and, and it was like kind of a lackluster crowd. It wasn't, you know, he, the, Walter wasn't getting the response he wanted. And so in between songs, he sits there as a long pause after one of the songs. He's just looking around <laughs> and he goes, <laughs> I thought my razor was dull. <laughs> Insults everyone in started, one shot. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, just took care of the whole, took down the whole crowd. Yep. And then he just started playing another song. <laughs> Oh, and Mary Beth behind the bar. Yeah, yeah, there were teeth. Yeah, that was my twenty-first birthday. I was listening to Walter and oh getting, yeah, was getting, it really getting slightly overserved? But yeah, yeah. That's I'm a, not gonna lie. I've been drinking in the bars, you know, a couple years prior to that. But, but wow, that's yeah. a great twenty-first birthday. What a spot! Yeah. You know, just chilling. Yeah, and, you know. And did you get to know Walter? Uh, yeah, personally over the years, I, I got to know him, and then I started would come earlier than when he was going to perform, like a half an hour earlier, just so I could talk to him. Yep, because I really liked him, and he was hilarious, and he was just uh, so real. I mean, the whole Irish thing, that whole music is so emotional, powerful, yep. and funny, mm -hmm. and. Uh, you know, and then the beauty of the place, and then I started to, you know, meet a lot of people, and and then uh, when I would leave, it became it, it it became like a book. the The place was like there was so many odd, interesting people, and the beauty, as you know, I mean, it's just stunningly beautiful, and when I would leave, it was almost like I was had a book and I would put it back on the shelf and go back to my real life. And it would the book would just stay there all the way around till the next summer. And then I would, but I was in, I was becoming in the book too. It was a book I was in with all these people. And then, then it would be like taking the book off the shelf again, like in June and then, opening it and going back in yeah. to this place. I like the way you put that. That's pretty cool. That's a that's a good way to think about it. Yeah, I even thought of that like a long time ago. That's how... I remember I couldn't wait to not put the book back on the shelf. Like, I would leave this. I was a summer kid here, and I would leave this island, and the countdown was on to the when school gets out, and I go back to Block Island. Oh, oh. <laughs> you know what oh. I mean? And I knew in it high school that when I got that book off the shelf after high school... That I wasn't, I, that was it. It was never going back on the Where show. Where were you living then? In New Jersey. So I grew up in Brooklyn. Then I lived in uh, last year or two of high school. I can't remember. At least two. Uh, I went to New Jersey. And so the minute school got out, we drive up and spend But how did you even start to come here? My great-grandmother and her sister bought a bunch of land here back before it was, you know, most people were like, are you nuts? Why would you buy that? You know, there's nothing here. It was 1920s or 30s. So it was in your life your whole life? Yeah. Yeah. You coming here as a little kid, like? I was born in July, and I was on Block Island wow. that, that August. Wow. So, yeah. yeah. And so, wow. And then when school would be, get out, you knew we, you were coming here? Yep. And we didn't That's leave. amazing. And this was the good old days where you... School was school, so you just, I remember finishing, like, when I was 14, I was finished my dish shift at Finn's, and I'd go home and go to sleep, in the morning I was in the car on the way back for school. Tell him know? about the house you grew up in. He grew up in a house with no plumbing, right? When I was little, yeah. Out here? Yeah. yeah. You know the house, Uncle Mike's house, down the little the little house down the oh, road where you Oh, stayed. that had no plumbing? Nope. It had no plumbing and no electricity till I was, I don't know. Maybe eight or nine or ten. I can't remember. Wow. That's a long time ago. Now. Wow. Yeah, we had the the pump to pump rainwater, which you couldn't drink. You know, we what didn't did tell we didn't tell people we didn't like that. We're like, here's a glass of water, <laughs> fresh <laughs> off the roof. <laughs> no, so we had to go fill up. We had a we had like a, a hundred Clorox bottles, empty Clorox bottles. We would go fill them at the airport. Really? Yeah. What about taking a shower? Hmm. Huh. <laughs> no, uh, no show. Not you know, really. We would walk. We would, you know, somebody would pump for you. I remember the my aunts and stuff would all wash their hair under the cold cistern. I mean, the cistern water was clean. It was rainwater contained in a in an underground storage. It just you wouldn't want to drink it. 
so they would still wash their hair with it and stuff like that. But it was it was challenging. And an outhouse, which I hated. I was afraid of the spiders. And was there a gas stove? Yes. Yeah, there was propane. I mean, these little propane lamps in the in the walls. But it was it was kind of nice to experience that. I'm probably oh, yeah. I'm probably yeah, yeah. You probably didn't. It was probably part of the experience. You probably didn't think like, what the hell, why the hell's there no electricity? I, yeah, it was kind of the quaintness and the and you know when when it was done when sun went down you went to bed that was it you know pretty much you can always relive that anytime you want you know just don't turn the lights on or the faucets <laughs> and dig a hole in the yard to yeah. get poop in yeah <laughs> <laughs> i gotta take a dookie that was probably the worst part was I, yeah, certain no. urges would wake you up in the night yeah. and yeah we did as discussed on a previous episode we did have bedpans under each bed so you could Number one was okay, but nobody, none of your roommates appreciated anything other than that. You were you were supposed to go out with a flashlight in the middle <laughs> to the outhouse. <laughs> so there were nights you would just wake up to the sound of water hitting metal. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, mostly, sounds like you're missing. <laughs> but I would ho- do anything in my power as a kid. I was terrified to go out to the outhouse at night. Huh. Yeah, so no I matter, can imagine. No matter what urges came upon me in the dark, I did not go out there by myself. Was there, a, when, you, when you go out there, was there a flashlight? Yeah. yeah, you had to use a flashlight and you'd bop across the yard and you'd go in there and I just, oh, I don't know. Steven, are you an outhouse kind of guy? <laughs> I have a collection of outhouses. Uh-huh. I don't really yeah. tell people. Okay. <laughs> nice. Are they high-end ones? Or are they collected? No, they're from collected? all over the world. Oh, oh, like snow globes. Regular. Yeah. They're regular. Okay. Yeah, they're small like that. They're little mini- miniature, miniature outhouse outhouses. collection. <laughs> Where do you keep them? On this shelf, on this big, big long shelf. And it's not in my house. I would never have that in right. my house. I yep. just put them in something else's house. You have an outhouse. That's in there. All little outhouses in it. If you give us a map, we can go drop off little miniature poops. It's like a dollhouse. Little raisinets. All right, enough of the poop talk. Yeah, yeah. How did you get here? How did I get here? Oh, man. I had friends drag me out here after college. Oh. Yeah. My buddies were like, oh, come on out. We have. We rent mopeds and we live above a bar. We'll get you a job. Are you from Massachusetts? Western Mass, yeah. And had you ever heard of it? I had, yeah, I'd been out here when I was a kid a few times, like for a day oh, trip. I never oh. stayed over. Um, and then a few, like two summers before that, I came out here to play music at a wedding for somebody. And then two years later, I came out to live. And that was in 1996. So when did you bump from the two week to the month and well uh so first two weeks then the next year two weeks then the next year a month and then on you know, that month time then the vines were really coming out like <laughs> like really like <laughs> wrapped oh up to your God. knee a struggle point. to rip them yeah. free and get on the boat and and, and 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 then then the next year it was six weeks and then it would be uh two months and then i started arranging my schedule where this time would be open like i would do whatever i was going to do before here or after so i started to do that on purpose and uh the place is fascinating i another analogy i would tell people is taking the ferry across 50 minutes was like the same as if you went on a spaceship if it's if the spaceship went straight up rather than the ferry going across and you come to this other land rather than a round planet this this planet the shape of the island is you know and then you get off and you, that's how different it is to 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 me like it's just yeah. like it's like uh and as amazing as it is, what's the beauty, as you know, here and everything, what's also as equally amazing is what's not here. And I don't know how they get away with these rules of buildings and stuff. I mean, it's almost like it shouldn't be legal, really, of like, they must have a billion rules where you can't have a building like this, you can't have a building like this. It all has to fit in. I'm glad they do, because that's part of why it's amazing. I don't know how that's legal, 
but it is as amazing as the beauty is like two things going what the beauty and then what's not here the traffic lights the the malls the uh starbucks the, the starbucks the lows all that stuff that you just see chilies and all that stuff you just see constantly um everywhere I mean, when I started traveling around the United States, I was in Oklahoma, and I was—I would realize then another city and another city. But if you had been blindfolded and brought there, and they took the blindfold off, you wouldn't know where. And unless you saw a sign that said Oklahoma, you wouldn't know where you were because it's just this wave of shit that just like went across the United States of of that stuff, and and you don't really. It's normal to you. It's all normal. So when I started coming here, when it wasn't here, I was realizing, well, this is a different version. All these old buildings and all all that stuff that's not here. And uh this is pretty this is pretty interesting. It's almost like going back in time in the sense of all that stuff that I just said that's not here. It's it's the you know, if you took the cars off and changed the cars to 1920 or 30 or 40, you could film something here and you could say it was any time you wanted. I mean, the cars and the clothes is very distinctive what time you're you're in. So uh, it's just uh, another, I know, I, my, I have so many analogies. My sister makes fun of me because I have so many analogies. But another thing about it, you know when they would pan for gold and they'd have that round thing with the yeah, screen? Yeah, yeah. And they'd shake it and all the stuff that's not good would fall through and then you're just left with the nuggets? Yeah. That's how this place is to me as far as, as life, as far as civilization of the bombardment of shit. All that, you shake that thing and all that shit falls through, all the stuff that I just mentioned. Yeah, yeah. And then what's left is just stunning beauty. Yeah. It's it's incredible. I think there's a special, I think there's a certain kind of person that can do without all of the shit. There aren't, you know, a lot of people need that shit, I think, in their lives. They're, or they're got, they've gotten so used to it that it's just, they they don't know what they do without it. I had, a, I've had a couple friends that have come out here to visit and, uh, they get here and they spend a couple days and they're like, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. You know, they're like, this isn't for me. What do we do? They're like, what do we do here? Right. I'm like, we go to the yeah. beach, we go have a couple drinks. They're like, yeah, but like the same, the the same people who can't sit home alone and think <laughs> they have somebody around all the time or they get nervous. Maybe. Well, yeah. well I, I've had an, that experience that you're talking about with those people who have, when I would come here year after several years, when I would first get here, I would have that. I would first get here and I would think, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> How could I have stayed here six weeks last year? I must be out of my mind. Is There's that the a, first time you realized you were out of your mind? Or? Oh, no. Is oh, it toddler? Oh, just checking. So, <laughs> toddler. <laughs> <laughs> but because exactly why those people had like to leave, because there's nothing happening. There's yeah. nothing. And I, every, for year after year, I must be insane. There's nothing happening. But then you slowly adjust and you, as you, you know, you're, you slowly see that there's a lot happening. It's right. just not as in your face. You know, the it's there's a lot. Like the sky itself is like a painting, an endless painting that never stops. And it, it, when it's at night, it's not like in the regular world. It's night. Okay, I got to turn the lights on. When the when when it's night here, the sky is a whole other painting mm -hmm. of experience. I mean, you just go step out of the house. You wake up and you walk outside and you're in this thing. You're in this painting. You're inside of an amazing painting. And then so you adjust that all that bombardment of stuff is not there. And then you start to see the little tiny details of everything that is here. And it's almost like 
you get to this is just so much more powerful all that other stuff is real it's it's a distraction like i'm not saying that you know what the hell is that that's no good it's just a different way and and of being of experiencing and then you see like oh i can just i'll do that i'll go over there and have this other version of being alive yeah and then time too uh time seems different here time seems you know an hour is an hour a week is a week but all those distraction things in my opinion they're like say time is an hour like a pie it's like all those all the traffic and the lights and the and the man the running around and all you have to do is like they're like fast click they're the clock the, the pie is being sliced like this like the pie like this and then when you are here it's the still the same round pie an hour is an hour but there's less ticks it's a And that's very casual, like so. You you know your the time is sliced up less, yeah. yeah. So the time appears to be different. I, but and you can you can get everything. You got the television. You got the phone. You got the computer. It's yeah. not like you're shipwrecked your way. Yeah. So you can just t- take that stuff in and have it anyway. Yeah. And then shut it off and not have it. It's there if you want it. It's it's kind of cool too. I've always loved how different it is here, but you glance off, especially where you stay out here, and you can see that other world with those you know cookie cutter strip malls and all that stuff, and uh, you know I think that's kind of cool. Uh, it's, it's, it's the Amsterdam police. Is that your theme song? <laughs> the, the Amsterdam police are calling. Wait again. <laughs> They must know you're with us. <laughs> yeah, and you know now. So lately, I don't. How many years have you been staying? You you do a good stint here now, right? You do, how long do you come for now? When you come out, four months, five months, yeah, three or four months. Yeah, you're almost to the point where you're going to call this home and. Do you do you kind of think of this as home? Yeah, I have like two two homes. Like this is one of my homes. This place. Oh yeah, I have. Yeah, it's, it's, I feel uh, home here. Uh, when I whenever I go over there too, I feel like what you were just saying is like those cookie cutter cities and towns with the strip malls and the WalMarts and everything. I almost feel like. It, I know I'm making my own decisions, but I feel like there's just this constant barking at me, instructing me where I should be going and what I should be doing. You got to do this. You got to come in and see this. You should be stopping here and do that. And over here, I feel a lot of that's taken away. I think you're a little more, it may just be free time, but I just feel like there's not, you still got to go to the store if you want to buy booze and you got to go to the gas station and gas up your car. But the point is, it's not as, you know, you're not passing 10 gas stations on a 15-minute drive with them all fighting for your, with the mm. blow-up wavy guy or whatever it is they put out there. I love, I want one of those for my yard. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's, that's, you know, one of the things I, you know, feel about Block Island. Like, sometimes I get to a point where I need to get over there and, and I, I feel this urge, but I'm not over there very long and I, I can't wait to come back, you know. Like, it feels good leaving, but it feels better coming home back here. So how I feel, you know, and I think a lot of people, I think there's people that, um, are, uh, what do you call it? They are, um, even if they only come for two or three weeks for a vacation every year, they, they count down, you know, that whole time to coming back to block Island, Yeah, you know? And I think that's a cool way to be. I totally agree with that. Do you look forward to, is it like a buildup for you every year, like coming back? Do you think about it a lot? Is it when you're gone, do you miss it? And, you know, or is it like you just, it's the books on the shelf, you know it's on the shelf, and when it's time to take it off, it, it comes off. Yeah, it's more like that. I mean, it's it's such a distinct place, but I'm not like, 
Oh my God! Why it's December? I can't wait for June. I, I'm not. I'm not like that. And another thing is when you. I used to try to do this, but I know it's impossible. Which is, I would leave. You know, you get so relaxed. It's like Jamaica. It's like the pace is so slow. It's like oh, oh, so much. And I would think, all right, when I'm gonna, when I'm leaving, I'm gonna try to keep this tone. Yes. I have. I'm gonna keep this, mm-hmm. this vibe that I have when I leave here. I'm gonna keep. And then you, you get off the ferry and then uh you drive leaving what's that road the, that straight the road? escape route yeah is, is that what it's called it's yeah. probably got a number but i think everyone calls it the escape well, route. you know that's what it, shannon calls it the escape route. <laughs> 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 it's gotta be the name of it it's the sunset escape road <laughs> she's one of my best friends here but i used to try to keep this vibe and by the, you know how the traffic light is at the top of that? Yeah, route? yeah. By the time I got to that light, or when I got to that light and made that left, it was gone. It was like it never even happened. It was like it never even happened. That's how powerful the regular civilization is. Well, also, you you know, there's something to be said about going four months without seeing a traffic light. And you get off the boat, and within a minute and a half, no matter which way you're heading, you're going it, through that traffic it light. It takes me at least two to three weeks when I get off the island at the end of the season to adjust to driving, mm. going th- over, you know, 30 mi- 35 miles an yeah. hour. The first time yeah. you get on a highway, you know, yeah. it's fr- it freaks you out a little bit. Freak me out. Absolutely. That's you that know? change so of pace. Intense. Everything. It's, yeah, fast, fast. And then when you hear... And then you see you driving around 25 and then some guy on your ass and you see the you can license plate. You can tell he's visiting because his pace is like, is yeah, like, is he's like still this. there. And you're like, yeah, this, and, and, he's, yeah. He, <laughs> and you can't blame him. No, he would have, to, you know, it's you, just normal. But then but, he wonders why. Why are you beating the shit out of me so slowly? <laughs> I've stopped. I've stopped. I've not only slowed down, I have stopped. Yeah. Because the guy behind me is bothering me. Yeah. Do you say just, anything to him or you no, just pull just, over and let I him just, go? No, I don't pull over. I stopped right in the middle just of the road. stop and yes, just I let did him that stop like a month you? ago. I stopped. And he came up behind me and he just sat there and then he quickly pulled around me like he didn't understand. Did he yell at you? Did he give you a dirty look? No, but, he, bird? but, but he, didn't, he didn't even, I don't know. I would love to know what he was thinking because <laughs> there was obviously no thing I was doing. I wasn't stopping for a person or there was no thing on the side of the road where I was going to go there or do that. It just, I, and he just whipped right around me. And, hands on the wheel, staring straight ahead. Here's another yeah. thing I love about the island, ready, is that, you know, it's such a small, you know how, how it is out here, right? If you see, you, you, you're talking to someone about someone and then two seconds later they walk by. You know oh, how yeah. that happens all the time, and like you know, you so if you you, uh, it would have been great if you remembered the license plate of the car, <laughs> and you saw it later that day parked somewhere, and you just stood outside of his <laughs> car and waited just, for him to show up, and then when he did, be like, "Hey, I, I was that guy. I just want to know what were you thinking?" Yeah, what, when I stopped. Yeah, can I ask you a question? Yeah, uh, yeah. What, uh, do you know that beach uh, down there? No, I don't know. Let me ask you something else. What did you think when I was stopped completely in front of you for no reason? You whipped around me. What were you thinking right then? <laughs> I, I could tell you what he was thinking. <laughs> I, I have to. Uh... Yes. Well, actually, we're going to. Uh... Yeah, that's great because we actually it's have to time. take a break. And uh, it's been that amount of time. We're going to hear from our sponsors right now. We'll be right back with Stephen Wright. We'll be right back. Hey, Rich, I've got some friends coming into town and they're looking for a place to stay. Now, now my friends are kind of hip and cool. I don't know if they're looking for just like, the, you know, your everyday typical thing. Oh, send them to the Darius, man. That place is it's, it's a hip, cool, renovated Victorian gem with an impeccable sense of style. Oh, my God. You're so right. I love Christy and Becca Zent. Those are the innkeepers. And they've got such a great eye for design. Yeah, And talk about a location prime people watching on those street level decks oh my god so many shenanigans but you know what if you're not into shenanigans there's uh some more private rooms that are more hidden away and a little more uh you know kind of if you're looking for something a little more intimate i guess yeah and right around the backyard you almost feel like you're in another world yeah totally but it's also the location is great because you're right near the ferries shops restaurants the beaches they're all only steps away and 
Okay, breakfast. <gasps> Let's talk awesome breakfast. Amazing. Right? Fresh and delicious every morning. Yeah, I love it. Uh, and you know what? It just dawned on me. The story of the Zent Sisters and the Darius Inn is uh, on season one, episode 12 of our podcast. Yeah, they were great guests. A lot of fun. Totally. So, hey, listen to the podcast to learn about them or check out their website, DariusBlockIsland.com. Cooler? Check. Ice? Check. Drinks? Check. That's everything. All right, let's head down to Fishworks. All right, I'm excited for this trip. I am too. And I, you know what's cool about Fishworks is, I mean, hey, today we're going to go out and try and catch some uh, striped bass, right? But you can get bluefish, fluke, sea bass, bonito, whatever's in season. Yeah, you can book a light tackle or fly fishing morning charter with Captain Chris for up to three people. Right. Oh, wait a minute. I invited some friends, so we might have to go out on the Harley with Captain Hank because uh, they do half trips and full day trips for up to six people. Oh, and Captain Hank is a hoot. And of course, the shop, you know, the Fishworks Tackle Shop, they have everything you need, including pointers. If you don't want to go on a charter, they can sell you what you need, tell you where to go and how to do it. Yeah, totally. I think I might pick up uh, a hat and a T-shirt, too, because their merchandise is so on point. Yeah, good looking stuff. They're located at 40 Ocean Avenue and they're open every day in season and great merchandise. They really do have some cool stuff. And uh, if you want to check it out online, you can purchase all year long at www.bifishworks.com. All right. How cool is that? Ah, I love it. All right. Let's go catch some fish. Hey, Rich, guess who I'm dressed as? Uh, let's see. You got crown, beard, trident. Are you a professional wrestler? No, I'm King Neptune, duh. Oh, sorry. King Neptune. Oh, you know what? The Neptune, that reminds me, I got some family coming out and they're going to stay up at the Neptune house. Oh, yeah. I love that place. They've got 23 modern condo style units, right? Yeah. What's great is they've all got full kitchens with full size refrigerators. You know, maybe you don't want to eat out every night. You want to, you know, make something at home or maybe you caught some fresh fish that day and you want to cook it on your own. Right. You know what else? They've got great views and a heated pool. Tennis courts, gas grills, picnic tables. They've even got a game room with a pool table for the kiddies. Yeah, I mean, it's it's got everything you need to, to stay there and enjoy a great visit on Block Island. Sammy and the staff, they're always on hand. If you need anything, they're they're right there for you. Sammy is so sweet and so nice. And you know what? The staff's great. And the best part is the location is awesome. You're tucked away from the hustle and bustle of downtown, but you're still a short walk to everything. The beaches, uh, restaurants, you name it. Yeah, I don't think there could be a better location. And, you know, they fill up quick in the summer, but the shoulder season is a great time to visit them as well. They, they rent the spring and fall. Uh, check their website, uh, NeptuneHouse.com. Hey, Rich, I feel like I need some exercise. Let's go run the Block Island Triathlon. Um, I'm more into low impact. How about a gentle paddle? Oh, sure. Well, we could go explore the Great Salt Pond on a kayak or paddleboard from Ford Island Kayaks. Yeah, they and you know they have the Hobie pedal boards, too. You ever try one of those out? It's like a bike on water. I've heard about that. They've also got the Peekaboo Glass Bottom Kayak. Yeah, and you can rent all their stuff by the hour, or half day, full day, or even a whole week. If you're going to stay for a week, you can reserve a, a kayak for a week. Yeah, but you know what? You you might want to make a reservation if your group is six or more. That's a hot tip for you. Well, that's a good tip. I like it. So uh, basically, you go explore the Great Salt Pond. It's got hidden coves. There's the oyster farms out there, the marinas. Andy's Way is great, you know? Yeah, it's super cool. And it's operated by, and it's located adjacent to our friends at the BI Fishworks place. Oh, nice. All right. Well, you can hear everything we just talked about and more if you go to the BIFishworks.com, or you can give them a call at 401 466 Nine two. You know what my favorite thing to do on a paddleboard is? What's that? I like to bring a sandwich with me and paddle out to Andy's way and just kind of camp out there and eat my sandwich. It's like finding your own private spot. I just try to not get sand in my sandwich. Well, better in your sandwich than your shorts. That's my motto. Yeah, good point. All right. Thanks for hanging with us. We are back with uh, our friend Stephen Wright, and um, we're talking about, you know, how he came to be on Block Island and what he loves about it, and we all share a lot of these uh, sentiments. So my next question for you is, have you ever considered staying? I, I kind of know the answer because I think we had a conversation last year, but it was very different last year because shows were canceled and all that. Your schedule was opened up. Have you ever thought about just staying the whole winter? Um. Very, just for a few seconds. Yeah, and that was it. We just happened to be together when we had that conversation. Why did I say I was considering it? I think, yeah, we were chatting one I, down I think, here. I think, I mean, I sound like a hypocrite, but, I mean, you you would have to, like, uh, 
It's okay. You're not going to insult me. No, it's just so really no so nothing happening that that would be too much for me that version would be too much i used to come out here in the winter just for one day i would take the ferry across drive around for four hours get on and go back to see it like in february and i would go to all the places where i would go in the summer i'd go to that house i rented i would go down the shoals and it's all boarded up and it's cold and there's no boats and I would just walk around and go everywhere you know like when you see a a ski lift in July and it's just stopped <laughs> it's like an Alfred Hitchcock movie yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like weird it's weird <laughs> and it was just so one of the things that was the most different which I didn't know wouldn't have guessed was the smell the grass the sweet smell of course that's all gone and that was very distinctly missing and everything was brown and everything you would have to adjust like all right i'm gonna go do this version of being alive i i could do it but i don't feel like doing it right so you get what you really enjoy is the beauty of the <clears throat> and being outside and experience all the places yeah i mean i ride a bike every day is part of my routine i go for like an hour bike ride and it, and it it's it's just it's stunning. I keep saying the painting analogy. It's like you're being, you're inside of a painting, right? You're exercising. It, your body feels great visually. You everything you see. I another analogy is if you had a rectangular frame, like for a painting that would go over a fireplace. If you had a camera that was that size, you could almost point it in any direction and just go and like there, and then take that and put it over your fireplace. Or on any wall in your house. That's how beautiful the place is. Now, do you cycle elsewhere, or did that start with Block Island? No, when did it you... started in, uh, you know, as a kid, of course, riding a bike. But when I lived in Santa Monica, there was a bike path along the ocean. And that's when I started to, like, get into really going for rides and getting that endorphin high. Well, yeah, and I see you out there every day. And I'm always thinking, I should really be joining him. I don't think he's thinking the same. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, I admire you out there doing that day in and day out. You know, so you, so you well, ride for I'm, about an hour. I'm addicted to it. I it's like I I don't I have force myself. I have to do it. I can't wait to do it. Well, that's you know the like high. I did it today, with. like before he came. Well, here. I passed you. Oh, you did. I love your pace. I'm not saying you're a slow rider, but you have a very even keeled cycling pace. You know, you're not. I don't see you. Sometimes they're hard to pass the bicycles because they're going so fast. They're they're doing that twenty four miles an hour, and you just you're you're very yeah. You're I'm trying courteous to trying rider. to go long time wise, so I pace myself. Yeah, you're it, you ride the bike in a marathon fashion. You just you know you're not going slow, but you just you know you look very happy doing it. It just feels amazing. Yeah, I got that one year. I got a little nervous. You were like sprained an ankle or something, so you were trying to. Practice oh it. yeah, I hurt my back doing something. Uh, I don't know what happened. Maybe some car thing or something. So I would take the bike up to where here where you live, and I would I would do practice on the flat. Yeah, I would every day flat. I'd look yeah. out and see you driving back and forth, and then I felt like I had to talk to you because I was like a little concerned about why you're stalking me. Yeah, I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't hurt at all. I had no back problems. <laughs> <laughs> Kept waiting for you oh, to leave. I just you kept <laughs> you were always there. I kept go back and forth. He has to leave in ten minutes. <laughs> like I know he's gonna see me in yeah. the spandex shorts eventually. <laughs> what is a what is the rest of you? So you start out the day with a bike ride. Walk us through, let's say, an average day in your Block Island life. Uh, wake up drinking like a cup of coffee, and then. Uh, then then uh, go on the bike for like an hour, then uh, come back and then uh, get a bunch of... I'm addicted to coffee. It's one of my favorite things of life is to drink coffee. And coffee makes my mind go insane. Like, it, it, it just, it's like it's a powerful drug to me. It makes my imagination and just, it just go crazy. So the routine is... The coffee, then the bike, then 
I think thermos of coffee, and then I go somewhere to some beach for about an hour, uh, two hours, and then I have a window of time where my mind is like really heightened, and then I just write whatever comes into my head. Like I just write for that in that window, and then the coffee starts to wear off, and then I uh, then I eat some food, and then I just go whatever I'm gonna do the rest of the day. You know, so there's a. There's so you have a, a schedule yeah, up it's, until it's, yeah, it's a schedule, it's a schedule because I love thinking and writing, and I and the the bike is like part of that makes you so awake too from riding the bike, and then you add coffee, and then you then you then that's what it is. Yeah. So you have a reg. So it's interesting. You have like a fairly regimented schedule to a point, and then the rest of the day, whatever happens, yeah, whatever happens, happens. And you just drift around. Yeah, from years, I know, you know, everyone's body is like a machine. They're giving this, giving the machine that you have, and then you eventually figure out how to operate the machine. So then I figured out that if I do this and that and this and that, then my mind is at a heightened state, and just from living and experiencing and stumbling upon things, I figured out that's what happened. So now I do that on purpose. I crashed my machine a few times before <laughs> I actually learned how to operate it. You did, and how does yeah. that? Was, how do you see your machine now? Oh, how would you now? describe your well, machine? Well, uh, you know, it's a well loved, but uh, you know, it's uh, got some miles on it. Gently, a few dings and scratches, but uh, it still works. It mm. still works, and it's uh, you know, like a, a middle aged prostitute, kind of like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you gotta cut that. Except, cut, you know, cut that. Come on. <laughs> no, we're not. Do we have to? That's God. Come on. I'll think about it. All right, think about it. In the meantime, um, do what do you do for food? <laughs> do you like to cook, Stephen? Do I like do you, to cook? Do you like to cook? Do you go to restaurants? <laughs> oh, uh, another thing here is the music. You know, Walter's gone, but now you're my soundtrack. Oh. Yeah, you're amazing. I mean, there's so much music. That's another thing about this place. There's music every night. It's not, it's weird. It's in the real world, is not, you know, every single night. And all your different versions of your music, like the, the piano bar, that that's just amazing. I miss that that's not happening. And upstairs at Nick's, how you made that whole atmosphere, uh, very distinct, very powerful atmosphere, just that place, I can see it in my mind with the, the red walls and the candles and everything. You behind the playing the piano there, just you know, yeah. You you after Walter was gone, it was like okay, that you are it. Like in the Sunday outside at Nick's, and then all the other you know with the band that you have there and uh, all the other versions. You're always playing here and there. Yeah, that's. I mean, you mix that with the beauty and the summer and the people are fun and there's so many funny people characters you know like champ and just turtle and just so many john holland and and just like it's like a car it's like a f man it's almost like the on that uh christmas show the rudolph show yeah. Rudolph the red near where they have the island of the misfit Toys, toys it's yeah. Like this whole place yeah. is like just mis misfit. There's no fact. There's no like assembly line people here. It was like every. It was just like okay, we're all massively <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> um, <laughs> Nobody wants to play with a Charlie in the box. Yeah, yeah. I think. It, hey, I, I mean, <laughs> what I think is amazing is how different everybody is, like, but they all get along. You know, that's he, that's the. He's like, I like, I really, I really. Oh, hang on, my things. I really like your piano bar. Have you seen the? Have you seen the piano bar guy that gets so drunk he you know, can only play for the first half hour? <laughs> um, uh, no, but really, you're 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 a big uh, part of the experience for me. Thank you. Here, uh, I have to say, when you were coming up there in the beginning, I feel like that's coming you, up where to the piano bar. Oh. And when it, over the years, I feel like that's where we kind of started getting yeah, to yeah. talk a little bit. And um, it was always fun having you up there because you, uh, you know, you would inspire me in your own little ways. And I don't know if you knew you were doing it or not, but I mean, you know, there was just these little things. Like, I remember we'd have this conversation about Summer of 42, the movie. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. I think I, uh, I, 
I, I, I asked I was you like, if you could play that, and yeah. then you, you learned how and to I play. And I think I worked it in the middle of a day in the oh, life. Oh, yeah, yeah, the that. Beatles. I think I did it in the middle. I yeah, where they had the, the where, they, where it goes to the yeah, Paul the McCartney big, place. You yeah, lifted that I out and put it in. Somewhere <laughs> And then I went went back and forth. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was amazing. Like, that, that was, was amazing. yeah. Thanks. It was a yeah. It's a, it was a that was a nice ten year chunk. It, it's a you know, like you said, I put that's part of my book that's on the shelf. I put those were some of the greatest nights I've had out here playing music. You yeah, they're making me want to put my book back on the shelf for a little while. Don't put your book on the no, shelf. No, just, just keep, keep going. Yeah, let's keep going. And then when we started <laughs> hanging out and stuff, and and the the instant, you know, just hanging out with the with the uh, joking around is is so the insanity the is, of it is very uh, it's fun it's just total fun and we're hanging out with so many insane conversations and you have that like with you we'd bump into each other and it's all, always like just an insane <laughs> asylum like two guys they're waiting to see a doctor in an insane asylum and they're sitting here waiting for their appointments in 10 minutes and, okay see you okay bye you know and then there's other like John Holland and there's just so many and I, I love that uh, people who you can just go yeah. crazy with verbal, yeah, verbally. Yeah. I feel like the crazy people sometimes are, you know, I mean, it's like in every Shakespeare play, you know, the the, the joker, the, the court jesters always ends up being like the wise. Well, I'm not saying we're wise or anything, but I mean, you know what I mean? I feel like that's the person those yeah those are the people I want to hang out with. Yeah. I, I've got something to learn from those people. I don't have much to learn from like, you know, I think other kinds of people, maybe. I almost feel like this is what that was. It was those moments when Mark and I were sitting there talking like that when we decided we could do a podcast. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. We probably can't say anything we're saying right this minute on there, but, you know. It's so great that you thought of doing this and all these people you have, and it's like an audio history of it's like a pbs audio version i think you said that maybe yeah so like, it, it's like a like a, all this like when dan was on here oh god he was great being at the was it woodstock yeah. he didn't really care for Jimi hendrix yeah i mean and he told him <laughs> did he say that to oh him? no he you no know he said that he was like did you meet Jimi hendrix like nah i didn't like him that much i didn't talk to him I he's like he him. snubbed Jimi hendrix yeah because he didn't like him yeah that was dan's version Great stories. Yes. And that's kind of it. It's these characters that makes it easy to, to do the podcast. Yes. I mean, it's work, but it's like, you know, you, uh, Dan Cahill, very different, but yet, you know, equally entertaining, you know, no offense to Dan or you. Is there anything um, um, we left out that we should keep talking about? I, I just feel uh, lucky that I discovered this place and that I spend time here. It's just, it's a heightened life to to me i mean the the people the music the it's like the the beauty is in you know half of it is conservation land it's just high like if you turn up knobs if there were knobs you know one to ten on like different things in your life it's like when i come here they're all on ten for that time and i, I just feel grateful that i stumbled on this well we're uh you know not no bullshit. I mean, we're kind of grateful that you did. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, you kind of did the same for us. You you know, it's cool oh, to thanks. have you around. You're man. a nice chapter in our books. Yeah, you know? thank and you. It's kind yeah. of the, that's what we, and that's that's how it is out here, you know? Yeah. Those small connections, too. Like, I didn't touch upon, we don't have to go into detail, but, you know, the, the place where you stay, I, I lived there for a couple of years, raised yeah. my kids there when they were little, you know? And, uh, you know, it's neat to, you know, just the small, neat connections out here that constantly happen with places and people and people we, you know, like to be around or lack thereof, you know. But uh, it's 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 really kind of cool. I think you're a good addition to the team. Because we don't get, you know, a lot of people like you out here. I mean, you know what I mean by that, right? Like, you know, you know, like criminals, criminals, <laughs> criminals I know what you mean. That's what I meant. Well, again, Stephen, thanks again for being one of our our characters here on block Island. And really thank you. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us. You're welcome. Really, Thanks for having me. It really absolute fun. This it's always really fun. fun talking to you guys. Thanks. You too. Same here. Um, before we go, we usually do this thing with our guests. Uh, 
it's called the lightning round. Uh, we just we're going to ask you some stupid questions, and you can just give us the first answer that comes to your mind. Do you, you want to do that? Yes. Okay. Uh, Rich, why don't you go ahead? Okay. Um, would you rather eat a turtle or a snake? Snake, no question. What was your favorite talk show appearance besides this one? Oh, early Johnny Carson's. What was your favorite childhood TV show? Oh, so many. Let me just say Hogan's Heroes. Nice one. Do you believe in fate? I believe in partial fate. How many hours of sleep do you need? Six. Would you rather watch nothing but Hallmark Christmas movies or nothing but horror movies? Hallmark Christmas movies, because me, to me, Hallmark Christmas movies are horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If everyone in the world had to get married when they reached a certain age, what age would that be? Uh, 20, 29. All right. <laughs> I have one more question oh, yes. off, off the books. Oh, my God. <laughs> what did you do in Amsterdam that the police are after you? I stole some cake. <laughs> Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, hope you enjoyed our chat with yeah. Stephen Wright. Stephen, thanks. I, I know I did. For being you. here again. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for just being you. Uh, and as always, uh, reach out to us anytime with questions, comments. Our email is twoguysonbi at gmail.com. Yeah, and don't forget to follow us on all the proper social media channels. And uh, whatever you do, make sure to subscribe to our podcast, no matter where you listen to it, whether it's Apple or Spotify or whatever. So, uh, And, uh, you know, don't forget to tell your friends. Yeah. Right? Yep. All right. So uh, once again, thanks to Stephen. Thank and, you, uh, Stephen. Rich. Thank you, I Mark. I guess I'll see you next week. Yeah. All right. Take it easy. Take it easy. Hey, Rich. Yeah? Do I go uh, bike riding? Sure. I, I'm always up for trying something. You know? Can we just go back and forth in front of your house a few times? Like, few... Yeah. Okay. That makes my wife feel secure. But let's both eat some of this cake first. What shall we do with drunken sailor? What shall we do with drunken sailor? What shall we do with drunken sailor? We're dying on board.